The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your feet. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of god glad that you guys have joined us this morning if you'd like to check us out online please do so sons of liberty radio.com and also sons of liberty media.com in fact if you're listening by way of red state talk radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show that's right you can see the face that's made for radio head over to sons of liberty media.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen the one on the left side is bradley's show from yesterday afternoon so if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at now for <clears throat> those of you coming over there. 
whatever reason the browser hadn't populated it'll look a little different than it does right now uh, still got yesterday's show showing for me but it's it, that's not what it is it's today's show click on the play button blow up whatever device you've got and then look for the rumble icon in the bottom right hand corner click on that and you can join us in the chat on rumble we are streaming live to rumble at sons of liberty radio live we're also on dlive.tv at the sons of liberty number of facebook pages that bear my name uh, also, twitch.tv at Real Tim Brown, as well as Twitter at the Real Tim Brow too. Leave off the end off the end of my name. Yeah, somebody else, I guess, is the Real Tim Brown. And uh, put a number two in there, the Real Tim Brow too, and you're you're good to go there. And while you're there, sign up for our email email newsletter. Again, you know we're heavily censored. Um, these are all the articles that we have each day at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, as well as the morning show archive. So you, if you miss something, if you hear something in this, you say, hey, I'd like to get that again or whatever. That's in the archive at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You'll get the video, the podcast, all the articles we've had on the site from the previous day, uh, and some bonus videos thrown in there, as well as the the video that we always play here that I never get tired of playing with these these young people who are standing to defy tyrants. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then finally, if you would like to keep us out there, you know, we do radio, internet, and out among the people teaching our Christian constitutional heritage. Click on the donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, we really do appreciate you guys doing all that you do for us uh, to help keep us out there. Now, this morning, we kind of had a rush thing. I um, I got a message from our friend Matt Trujella uh, about the men that we're having on this morning. And we've got a bunch <laughs> this morning. So I'm going to try to get this out of, way, out of the way as quickly as I can uh, so that we can... Um, we can bring these guys on. Uh, apparently, Matt had been speaking, and uh, these gentlemen had read uh, his book, The Doctrine of Lesser, Lesser Magistrates, A Proper Resistance to Tyranny and a Repudiation of Unlimited Obedience to Civil Government. And uh, the Lord worked in their hearts. They ran for uh, the county council, and they won. And by the way, I just want to recommend also, for those of you who may have a wrong understanding of Romans 13, my good friend uh, Gordon Runyon's book, Resistant to Tyrants, Romans 13, and the Christian Duty to Oppose Wicked Rulers. It's a simple little book, and I'll put these links in the chat for you guys as well if you're interested in those. But it's a simple little book that explains that without all these technical terms. It just says, here's what it says, think about what it's saying, and don't fall for the uh, hirelings in the pulpit who will tell you, just bow before every edict of a tyrant. I mean, even... Jesus didn't do that. The disciples didn't do it. The prophets didn't do it. Uh, they rebuked things like that. So keep that in mind. But we've got several guys on this morning. And I didn't... Okay, so let me see. They've got their names up here, too. I, I was trying to read off from what I had. We've got Bill Hamilton. We've got Tom Coleman. We've got Truman Mast. And we've got Kevin... And I hope I say this right. Nicely. Did I do that right? Is that okay? Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to the Sons yeah. of Liberty. You got it right, Tim. Morning. Thank you. Awesome. Good awesome. Morning. It's great to have you guys. Thank you for jumping on with a quick notice. I mean, I just called you last night, and uh, you guys just, you're up early, and you look bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and everything. So here's what I want you to do. I think this will be a great encouragement to to the people, because we've been talking about doing things local. You know, forget <laughs> trying to do things in D.C. and changing it from the top down or anything. I'm And I'm all for just the dissolution of the corruption up there. But but where you live in your county is your backyard. That is your country for all intents and purposes. Our, our forefathers said the states were. But I, I'm, I'm the less centralized everything is, the better. So what happened with you guys? Does, do, do one or two of you guys want to take that and say, 
were you all in the same meeting and started talking about this stuff and the Lord just convicted you and you guys started to run for, for a county council and you defeated the tyrants there? I mean, you you basically took that thing over there in Michigan. Anybody want to answer that? Truman, you want to? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, um, we all remember the uh, federal mandates that came about um, during the COVID lockdowns. And uh, I think a bunch of us could see it coming. Uh, one of our county commissioners that we had at the time introduced a resolution that would basically stay, say in our county, we're not going to go along with this. We're going to stand against it. And it was published in the paper. Uh, a lot of people in the county found out about it. And uh, we had, on the day that they were supposed to pass that resolution, we had over 100 people there at the meeting. Um, meeting went most of the day. Uh, long story short, um, we have seven, we had seven Republican um, commissioners, and uh, they voted against it um, five to two. And, uh, yeah, it was not a good day. I think that was a, that was the deciding factor for a lot of us that uh, we said we got to uh, we ourselves got to stand up, start doing something. And uh, that's where I got decided I was going to do something, do what I can anyways, try. And here we are. Yeah. Now, did you guys get together and then say, hey, we need to run for office? I mean, were, in, were you guys friends before? Um, did you talk with one another? Did you go to church with each other or whatever? Did you have any discussion about that? Or did, did the Lord just move you each individually? I think it was pretty much individually for the most part. Okay. All right. Any of you guys just feel free to chime in. You're all here. <laughs> so sure. I, I want you to chime yeah. in. What? Because I'm wanting to see what gets behind you to all of a sudden alter your life and go run in this public office. You want me to can I go next? Please. Yeah, well, like Truman said, there we had a meeting on October 28th in uh, Lapeer County where they put it in the paper. Our commissioners were supposed to sign a resolution that said that they wouldn't uh, back vaccine mandates, uh, mass mandates. They wouldn't fire county employees for not taking a vaccine. Um, and in a Republican county like Lapeer, I thought, well, this 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 would be an easy one. I mean, I I thought they would sign it right away, and they ended up tabling it for a following meeting a, a week later. And ultimately voting it down uh, five to two. So basically, they made a statement that they weren't willing to protect the people of Lapeer County from mask mandates, vaccine mandates. And it was at that meeting that I made the decision to run for to run for a county commissioner. And I didn't I didn't know any of these guys before before I ran. So it wasn't like we met at a meeting and made a decision. It was individual, and and obviously God's behind all of it. Um, Amen. And, uh, we, we just kind of brought us all together. And, and I met Truman at a stand-up Michigan meeting formerly. I had met Bill uh, Hamilton prior, the year prior. Uh, actually, no, it was the a couple months before that at a school board meeting. And then I had met Kevin Nisley, I think, maybe a couple months uh, into uh, January of t or in 2022. So, yeah, that's, that's my story. <laughs> Bill, Kevin, do you guys want to chime in on this too? Sure, I'll I'll, uh, I'll chime in. I, I got involved like uh, Truman and Tom had mentioned, and it all kind of started back during that time. Uh, we own a, a business here locally in town. We own two bars and restaurants that uh, 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 we were greatly affected by the mass mandates, and the mandates came out of the uh, Michigan government, where our governor here, Gretchen Whitmer, had imposed these uh, um, egregious uh, provisions on our business and every business in town. Um, 
and uh, almost shut us down. Uh, you know, I, I, I went to the board. Uh, you know, Rick Warren was the person that I replaced on the board. Uh, he asked me to come, and uh, that's when I started meeting these gentlemen. And, uh, you know, we found a lot of uh, common ground and uh, just what was going on there. I was very extremely disappointed with, with the end result of that vote on something that I thought was a very uh, simple slam dunk should have been. And I just think it just goes to show you the, um, uh, you know, the lack of understanding um, uh, and the apathy. I think the apathy of a lot of board members up there just wanted to throw their arms up and say, you know, there's nothing we can do about this. And we'll just kind of roll over and, and let them kick us in the teeth. And I think the rest of us decided that that wasn't good enough. And Amen. that's when I got involved. And we moved forward from there. And here we are today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, to, you have to be educated and know what you're doing to be in those positions. Bill, give you a shot, man. Well, I got involved, uh, started in about 2019. Um, I had already been involved with our Tea Party and our local Republican Party for a few years. What really got me uh started thinking down the path of uh running for office as a we were at a county commissioner meeting and we were going through uh there was a movement going through michigan um the second amendment sanctuary county movement uh it was basically our county governments uh you know <laughs> sending a message to our state and federal government that we're not going to put up with any more second amendment restrictions and a couple of our county commissioners voted against that twice. Um, and one of those commissioners was mine. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, if you can't even stand up for one of our basic constitutional rights, you have no business being in office. They, that, that's that right. Got me, that got me started. And then we had the, uh, you know, COVID hit and we had the lockdowns. Um, you know, my mom was in a nursing home and we spent, uh, one of the uh, COVID Christmases uh, visiting her through a window um, while we were outside. And that, that was uh, a pretty sad time. Um, there's also a third thing is uh, we had um, schools going, going back into session. Um, Oakland County here uh, in Michigan wasn't going to put masks on our kids. You know, uh, they said over the summer, we're not doing that. Well, the night before school started, they put in mask mandates on our kids. Um, so I was down at uh, a very large protest um, at the uh, Oakland County Board of Commissioners. And, you know, coincidentally, um, the area that we were protesting outside the commission chambers just happened to be the only area that where the... Uh, sprinkler system happened to turn on um soaking several of us and uh you know just the utter disrespect to have that happen of people protesting their government and that was uh the last straw for me yeah amen amen i look i agree with what everything you're saying you guys are saying you get tired of this these are people who are supposed to be taking these stands now here's the question i i'm going to ask some questions some of them are going to be very pointed um i obviously some of them will be somewhat softballs but some of them are going to be challenging some other things you you mentioned bill about the second amendment and i'm understanding that as the county council you know you you guys are are those lesser magistrates if you will uh you can basically tell the state and the feds hey your gun restrictions and all these little 
tinfoil hat laws that you could pretended laws as our forefathers called them are now null and void here in this county our people are not going to comply with it and we're going to ensure that anybody who comes and tries to enforce it is going to be in big trouble am i missing something there because you're saying defend the basic right i say defend it down to the root don't hack at the branches defend it to the root you have a right to keep and bear arms and that's it, it there's no ability for restrictions or any of this what what am I missing on on something like the Second Amendment? What would you guys' position be? And can you tell people how long have you guys been in office? You've been in office just a short time. Is this something you've already taken up? We've been in office for about um, almost a full month now. Um, it's not an issue we have taken up uh, in our board. Um, uh, we already do have that Second Amendment sanctuary uh, county resolution passed in our county, despite a couple of our previous commissioners voting against it. So we do have that. Um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, as our uh, governor uh, brings red flag laws and other restrictions to our state, I'm uh, pretty certain we're going to be uh, dealing with this issue again. Now, do, let me let me ask Tom. Uh, do you have do you guys have a working relationship there with the sheriff in your county as well? We, we do. We have actually, we have a pretty good relationship. I've, I've known our sheriff for probably eight years. Um, he he was uh, involved in, in the youth football program, so I've gotten to know him. Um, Truman and I have sat down with him and asked him some pretty pointed questions. So I have pretty good confidence that that he would stand up for for our constitutional rights. I mean, it was. He advocated for the Second Amendment sanctuary resolution. Um, he's he's done a lot of good things in the community. Um, and you know, going back to you know the resolutions in our state, the way the county government works, um, counties can't technically uh, create laws that affect the lives of everyday citizens in the in the state. A lot of that is is up to the the townships, and then obviously ultimately the state. But when we swore in, we swore it all to defend the Constitution That's of the right. United States and in the in, in the state um and that's the second amendment is is a right so what they do going forward whether they want to take away guns and, and do this and that is, is should have should have no effect on on the lives of us here in lapeer county and signing that second amendment resolution makes a statement to our our state and federal government that you're not going to come in here and disarm us and, and if you do you will have massive resistance from 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 not only our sheriff's department but from the citizens of our county. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen. All right. So, so one of the big hot topics uh, over the past year or two has been this LGBTQ RSTV WXYZ indoctrination that goes on in the public center uh, education, or, excuse me, the public schools that would, that are really public indoctrination centers. And by the way, parents, you should get your kids out. And if you don't know why tune in on Wednesdays, we talk about this all the time. Deuteronomy six, it's your, it's your responsibility, not the government's to educate your kids. But we've seen that go on. What do you guys have there in the county in Michigan that you're in? Lapeer, um, I hope I said that right. Lapeer County there that you're in. What do you have going on? Do you got those books that the people are talking about in the libraries there in the county? Do you have that going on in any of the public schools that you're aware of? And, and what's your plan of attack on that? Go ahead, Kevin. Truman or Kevin? Great, great question. Yeah. We're just yeah. dealing with this right now. <laughs> No, that is, that is a great question, and it's, uh, you just brought it up, and we had to deal with this yesterday. Uh, well, 
I, I've, I've been watching this for years while, while our, my kids are all older now and graduated from college and on their own. Uh, we have grandchildren, but they're in private school, thank God. Um, and uh, they're going to be homeschooled very soon. Uh, my uh, daughter-in-law quit her uh, full-time, very good-paying job to stay home with the kids and do homeschooling, which we're very proud of as uh, grandparents uh, that, that they've taken that step. Amen. Uh, yes, uh, um, we have these books. They're not, I don't know that they're in our public schools, but we do know that they're in our public library. And children as young as five years old can go in there and, 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 and check these books out without the consent or knowledge of their parents. Uh, these books are very disturbing. I don't even want to describe. You can only imagine what's in them. Um, worse than what you've seen on TV, uh, looking at what's going on in some of these far left states, California, New York, and some of the other places where we've, uh, you know, where we've seen these, uh, these kinds of things come to light. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, uh, we are looking uh, into what we can do legally. We do believe that these violate child pornography laws. Our uh, prosecutor has been made aware of this, and he seems to be engaged and is going to look into see what violation, what laws that uh, are being violated here. And, uh, and maybe, you know, uh, God willing, we can get a, uh, a charge against the library or the person making these decisions at our public library funded by taxpayer money here in Pierre County. We have no control over the library. We don't have any control over their funding, but we do have a, a, a core group of, uh, a large group of people that are willing to fight this and the protest and go to these uh, board meetings for the library now that this is brought front and center in our community. And it's very disturbing. Yeah, part of the thing, uh, I'm, you're going to get this part of me where, you know, I'm wondering where, government has the right to take uh, the fruit of our labor and fund a library that's i mean this is just me i'm getting it down to the basics i uh, i see government as that which punishes evildoers and justifies the those who do good and uh for oh man i mean i just that's a whole nother thing but i'm glad that your guys are on that there is one way you can start dealing with it go to that library check out all the books and just stuff them somewhere that's um, being done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can do those kinds of things. So there's there's more than one way to skin a cat, as we say down here in the South. All right, so um, Truman, wh what's some other issues that you guys are dealing with? Those were the ones that front and center because we've seen so many people, um, you know, moms and dads who are coming out and they're speaking out against their county council. And one of the things that blows my mind is they do that and they say, you're doing this to our kids. You're doing, and then they take little Johnny or Susie to the, the public indoctrination center the next day. And it's like... Did you just miss what you just said and, and what implications that is for that? Um, what are some other things that's directly and immediately before you guys uh, there in your in your county? Well, I think that's the most blatant, most obvious, um, the books, the indoctrination. The, I just, I'm shocked at how this CRT stuff has crept into our county because we are one of the most conservative counties in the state of Michigan. Um, and I just, it just blows my mind. Uh, my wife and I have five kids, um, eight years old and younger. We homeschool our kids. I would never send my, my children to that that cesspool. There's no possible way. I love my children. God gave them to me. And it's my responsibility to, to take care of them and Amen. protect them. And I will do that to my last breath. Um, I would say that's the most, that's that, right? The, the issue that we just talked about with the books in the library and all that, that is the most critical issue because it, it it's the most evil. Um what comes to my mind is what does Jesus do, say about somebody that leads a little child astray? What's, what, what should be done to him? Yep. Grab um, that millstone and drown him. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's just despicable. It's un, it, to me, it just, I don't know. It kind of shakes me to my core. Think about this, that people are deliberately doing this, trying to, 
trying to um, confuse little children. I mean, that's and it's a, it's an, it's intentional. Um, these little children are innocent, um, and people are deliberately and intentionally trying to confuse them. And we have such a crisis in our country right now with the mental mental health issue going on where these kids are growing up. They have they're just confused and they're, they become our mental institutes are growing um, like crazy. Um, so I think that's the most, that is the most critical issue that we're facing. Maybe not just in our county, but nationwide. Uh, we have got to get back to saying right is right. Wrong is wrong. There is a God and either we will stand and honor him or we're, it's, it's over. It's done. There's no, there is no gray area uh, between right and wrong. There is, there is just isn't. Yeah, amen. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, there's a lot of other things, too, you know, um, that we could deal with out of the education part. And I want to ask you guys if you've if you've looked at this, if you've even thought about it. I don't know. But the federal government has been involved, has stuck its nose in education since the time of Lincoln. Uh, I've made mention of this many times on the show. R.L. Dabney has a great little book called On Secular Education. People can pick up the Kindle version on Amazon for like three or four bucks. And it's like 70 or 90 pages, it's nothing. But he looks from the, the time of the war and northern aggression, he looks forward and he sees what public schools being pushed on the south is going to be. He's specifically on this. It's absolutely incredible. question I have is, in Lapeer County, how many of your schools are getting federal dollars? Are, are, they, are they all getting federal dollars? I would assume they are, but... Absolutely. What the, Do you guys believe that the U.S. Constitution... Sets up, now, I know the Michigan State Constitution, I believe we've had uh, Catherine Henry on about that, that they have a provision for education, but the federal government has no authority to write law, and since they don't have authority to write law about education, they don't have authority to fund it. So what do you do as men? Should you oppose that federal dollars? You can say if the state wants to do it because it's in their constitution, they have it. But what about the federal government and federal dollars there? I would say a lot of the money that came, especially during COVID, that are, that was given to from us from our state came from federal dollars. I know that there was uh, many school systems throughout the state that that received millions of dollars in COVID relief money, and I and I know that they had to abide by certain things, like they had to have a mask mandate, they had to have uh, social distancing, they had had all these you know signs in place, all these things to 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 get the the covid dollars so basically all you had all these school systems you know just following following the money and the federal government controls the states through money just like you know the state tries to control the counties through dollars we've got yeah we're on we're on me and uh, truman are on a, a cmh board um and i was there at that meeting last night and last year uh their budget was 27 million dollars now it's 32 million dollars so you've got a five million dollar increase um, just off my calculator here, that's like 16% increase. And I asked the question, why, why, why so much? And, and they, the only reason they could come up with was our recent wage study that they had in Lapeer County that raised the wages. And um, I mean, I didn't want to, you know, push it any further, but we all know that they didn't have five million dollars in uh, salary increases in an organization with a with a 27 million dollar budget. So. It's, you know, they're controlling the, the school systems through federal tax dollars. They're giving it giving it to the states and then the states giving it, you know, to the counties. And how much of that comes from the federal, how much of that comes from the state? Um, I don't know the details on that, but, you know, we all know that just going back to, I mean, I've been following communism for, for 12 years now. And 
you can look up the top 45 communist goals. They're actually in the congressional record that one of them is to take over the public school system and use them as transmission bells for socialism. That's so right. if you think that they've given up on their goals, you know, you're you're either ignorant or you're just, you know, completely part of the problem. <laughs> no, that's exactly so. that is exactly right. And most people, this is why I say on our show on Wednesday, it's not the red meat show. You know, like a lot of conservatives throw out all the time, you know, it's the red meat to draw the people in and get them all, you know, foaming at the mouth. But then they don't, they get mad, but they don't do anything. You guys have actually taken and said, we're going to actually do something. We're not going to continue to have these rallies and cardboard. And I'm not against protests at all. I've done them myself. But there comes a time where you got to move past that. That's the initial stages to get the guys to listen to you and to do what's right. And when they don't do it, you got to put down the cardboard and you got to put down the bullhorn and you got to take it a different route. You got to come at it at a different angle. So I'm glad to see you guys are doing it. I'm wondering if the state might be able to give you a breakdown of how much of that's coming from the feds, how much comes to the states, and just say, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this and cut it off because you'll starve the beast that way. That at least that's the way I see it uh, because you're exactly right. They're coming in stealthily through the education system, and the people say, yeah, I know it, and then they go talk about whatever the latest politician said or whatever else instead of you know getting at the root of it. So, <clears throat> okay, so you guys have been in there a little over a month, or right at a month, I think Bill said, and, uh, and you've, you've, you've dealt with these things. What are some other stuff that help people understand? What is, what is the job of the county council? I know it is to represent the people. But what all is encompassed in that job that you guys do? Um, somebody who hadn't spoken will give you a chance, uh, Bill or Kevin, if you want to jump in there. What is the job uh, of the county council? The, the primary responsibility of the, uh, in, in Michigan, called a board of commissioners. Uh, the primary responsibility is to oversee the budget for the county, uh, make sure it uh, stays balanced and uh, really just uh oversight and direction over our uh, county departments um, that's the the primary uh, responsibility for the board of commissioners okay all right is there anything in there that you guys have seen in the budget that you go wait a minute this is this is unlawful we shouldn't be funding this are you looking at striking things from that oh absolutely <laughs> we, we, we look at that all the time uh, we're just getting familiar with the budget and the line items that are on our budget and where some of the money goes and how it's allocated uh, by the department heads in our community. And we see areas, uh, we're identifying those areas right now. And before we speak out on it, we're, we're definitely make sure we have a full understanding of what we can and can't do. But everything that we can do to maybe defund or hold up funding for certain departments because of content that may be on the website that, that uh, are contrary to our core beliefs and the reason why we were elected to office is not necessary to go in there and balance the budget. That is the most important thing, or very important thing. But the other important thing is, is that we have a fiduciary obligation to the people that voted for us. That's right. The, you know, the, 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 our beliefs and our, uh, um, our constitution and what's happening in, in, in government in general, from the top to the bottom, you know, we're $32 trillion of fiscal operating debt and over $200 trillion dollars. And uh, unfunded liabilities in this country, we're going broke, but it's all paper, it's all phony money and uh, fiat currency, you know, and, and, and you know, we are, you know, money is the uh, greatest evil to, to any or anybody, you know, they, they use it, it's like crack cocaine, you know, uh, you know, it comes with mandates and they pass this money along to the schools, but you got to do this. 
we'll give it to the community or the county or the state, but you have to do, you have to follow these mandates. You know, these are tough battles to, to fight, um, you know, and at a grassroots level, you know, we are trying to identify and deal with everyone that we can as we go through and familiarize ourselves with what's going on here in uh, County Commissioner. I've never been a, a county commissioner before. None of us have. So this is all new to us. We're learning. I'm a retired airline pilot. I've been with Delta for 36 years and, uh, you know, and uh, we own two businesses. And, uh, you know, I, I just come from a background that, but I've always had an interest in politics. And uh, I'm very disturbed with what's been going on for the past, you know, past when I became uh, activist and, and started listening to Rush Limbaugh back, back in 1986, um, you know, when he started the syndicated broad uh, uh, radio talk show. And, um, you know, and I really got engaged as we went along and I started watching what was going on in our schools. We're talking about schools and uh, it's been very disturbing. I've had conversations with my kids growing up about what they're being taught. And it's like, well, this is what they want you to answer. Do it to get the good grade, but come home and we'll talk about it. And I'll tell you the truth. Um, and, um, and it worked well for me, but, you know, we, we kind of lost touch with that, but, uh, they, they, they've been indoctrinating their kids forever. And, yeah. um, we need to do something about it and we're trying to find our way still, but, uh, definitely we are trying to find ways that we can do it. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things you want to do is is leave Rush Limbaugh off. <laughs> I mean, I, I know the guy's gone now, but and he was very entertaining and stuff. But again, I you know I look at I look at some of that, and this is why I'm asking you guys some of these questions because I think what we need, and I think you guys see it at least from what I'm hearing, we don't need the right or the left. We don't need the Republican or the Democrat. Those that you know, our forefathers warned us. John Adams said that it was a great evil. To have a two-party system with a leader, you know, leading those parties is a great evil, and we see it. And men, Christian men, say, "Well, we we have to vote for the lesser of two evils." And I'm like, "Where in the Bible does it tell you to to support evil at any level? You're to expose it." Uh, but that's the mindset that we've been put into. So I'm glad to hear that you're looking into these things and you're <clears throat> you're you're taking your steps there. I want to I want to take this because we've got 20 minutes, and I want to I want to help people. I want you guys to help people understand what's really brought you to this situation. Now, I watched the little video that Matt put out, and I meant to have that up. I was just going to play it. It's only about two minutes or something, but I, I forgot to bring it up. Or did I? No, maybe it's right here. I did bring it up here. So, okay, so this is the video. I'm going to play this, guys. Just bear with me. I'll play this, and then what I want to do is I want to ask you guys, what was it that really got to you? Um, and how did the lesser, the doctrine of lesser magistrates book, how did that affect you? So here's the video that Matt and uh, his group at Defy Tyrants put out. After COVID and with our state being shut down, seeing uh, most of our elected officials basically doing the opposite of what we were wanting them to do. They, they told me and everybody else that we're not going to do anything to protect you from vaccine mandates, mass mandates, or, or from being fired from your job for not taking a vaccine. And at that point, I was like, this is like the last straw for me. And after realizing that our state government wasn't going to do anything, um, we started getting involved in county government. Um, this is where everything starts. It starts at the grassroots. You've got to get involved at the grassroots. And I think this is where I could have made a difference in what was happening in my business and my employees and my family. 
you know, my freedom and liberty doesn't end where somebody else's fear begins. You know, this is a constitutional right. There was no science behind the mask mandate. There was no science really at all behind what they called a vaccine. And I told the commission uh, in the presence of the health director that was there that if they did this again to us, that I would not comply and that uh, you would have to come and arrest me. That was basically a dictatorship is what our governor did. You know, it affected my family. My mother is in a nursing home. We had Christmas with my mother on cell phones through a window, locked down like it's a prison. It's wrong. And the utter disrespect shown to the people. I mean, you're a public official, you're supposed to be working for the people, and they weren't working for the people, they were working for their own uh, self-interest. They don't care what people want. Over 100 people at this meeting, and the officials just don't care. They just don't care. We have to stop blaming each other. We have to start getting up and doing something, even if it's something we've never done before, ever. Christian people, people that call themselves Christians, read history, read the Bible. In the Bible, you'll see God's people over and over and over and over standing up, some of them being at the highest level of civil authority. If, if Christian principles are not being upheld and promoted, then evil will be. So if things are going in the wrong direction, the worst thing you could do is see something need to be done and don't do something. We want to speak, we want to talk, but we don't put no actions to our words. I think the time has come where that's not going to work anymore. Somebody has to stand up and stand in the gap. I have five little children. I don't want my children to pay for the iniquities of their fathers. Amen. That's a good word right there. That's a good word. I don't want my children to pay for the iniquity of their fathers. Ooh. You know, Eli had that problem. His sons grew up and they were committing sins and he was sinning by not correcting them. And the Lord said, I'm seeking to destroy them. I want to destroy them. And Eli died there on the same day. It's a big deal to be a dad. It's a big deal to be a dad. I want to ask you guys about that. Just go one at a time. You guys are in a in a circle there. Truman, let's start with you, and then we'll just go to Bill, and we'll just do a clockwise thing. What was it that you were understanding? You're saying you're going to the Bible. Were these things that you didn't realize? Um, what brought you to this realization that you finally just said, okay, I'm seeing all this evil. It's grown around me, and it's my duty. It's my responsibility as a man, as a Christian man, to stand up in the way and, and before people get mad that some Christian men took over a, a city council, they've taken over a whole city. What was that, Hamtrak or wherever that is? Uh, is that in Minnesota or wherever? I mean, you got Muslims who've taken over a whole thing. We're the Christian men, and you guys are doing this stuff. So I want, I want to give it to you first, uh, Truman, and speak to the audience, because there's probably people out there who are contemplating what you guys are doing, or maybe they're not. But they say, I want to do something. I just don't know what to do. And you guys have been very forthcoming and saying, yeah, we've been kind of going to these meetings but this is all new to us. Can you can you walk people through what, what changed you to make you want to go do all this? Yeah, sure. So I grew up um, quite ignorant um, of everything. Just um, was always taught, told to work hard. You're never going to get anything handed to you, so you got to work hard. If you're going to have anything, you got to work for it. Um, and uh, go to work. So I did. I did. That's how I grew up. It was uh, pursuing my own goals, my own dreams, um, trying to make a life for myself. And uh, I, uh, um, 
I went kind of wayward for for quite a few years. Um, hung out with the wrong crowd. Ended up in some situations I didn't like, and and uh, heading down a, wrong, a road that would lead to utter destruction. And praise God, um, God had mercy on me. Um, he turned turned my life around and uh, set me on the right path. Um, and I got married, bought a house, had a wife, I had kids. Um, I own my own business. I, I'm a horse shoer. I drive around to a horse's feet. And um, um, but I started learning about the American our American history and our founding era and how our system works. Still didn't really know a whole lot about it. Still wasn't really involved, but knew I had to vote because people said you got to go vote. So I started voting. I um, thought that was what I needed to do. That was my civic duty. As long as I get cast my vote, that's it. I can go back to my life and and just things will be things will be okay. We get the right person in office. Everything will be all right. That's all. That's that's what it. That's that's all we need to do. Um, and then 2020 happened, and um, I personally, I could see the support for one candidate and the lack of support for the other one. Um, after after 2016, or yeah, 2016, um, when Trump won, which was a shock to most people, and then four years later in 2020, when he didn't win, there was a shock to most people. Uh, it's just, it was just black and white to me, but it shook me. It just, it woke me up. I tell people, I've told quite a few people, I think, I feel like I got born again in 2020. I was born again before that, but in 2020, my life changed. I all of a sudden come to the realization, God brought me to the point where he said, your salvation isn't coming through Air Force One. It's not coming through anybody else, but through yourself. If you want change, you, it's going to cost you. You're going to sacrifice. You're going to pay. That's history. That's if right. If anybody yep. ever stood for, ever stood for anything that was right, it cost them something. And I really had to evaluate myself and think about this for a while and ask myself: Am I willing to pay a price? Am I willing? Is 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 what we have in this country the freedoms, the liberties that so many others were willing to die for and give their lives for and sacrifice for and give their their fortunes and their sacred honors for? If that is that worth? me defending am i willing to give of myself to keep that for my children so that they can maybe hopefully god willing grow up with any sort of any sense of liberty any sense of being able to decide for themselves or am i just going to sit back and we're going to dive headlong into communism we're going to become china and we're going to be dictated from beijing um as i really had to ask myself that and in doing that i ended up um just wondering where to go. And I don't know how it happened, but I ended up, I did a course called um, Biblical Citizenship in Modern America. And I went through that course. And at the end of that course, they said, okay, you've learned a lot about American history. You've learned a lot about our founding fathers and all this stuff. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to go back to your life and do nothing and carry on? Or are you going to step up and start doing something? And of course, I'm at this point, I'm like, <laughs> I know that it's going to be on us. It's not coming from the top down, it's always going to be from the bottom up, and we have to be willing, and even reading, reading history, Christian history, um, all the people, the, the, um, in, in, uh, for the last 1,600 to 2,000 years, um, John Knox, all of them, they've all taken a stand, they stood for, for principle, and uh, because, of, because of their stand, a lot, of, a lot of good came about, so it's always been from the bottom up, it's always been individuals standing up, David, um, Elijah, Moses, all of them. I mean, you read read history. Um, so, anyways, I realized that it was it was going to be up to us. And going through that course, I ended up getting getting involved in a in a, another national 
nationwide organization called Convention of States. And I got headlong into that. And after a while, I started hearing everybody saying, it's local. You got to get involved locally. That's how we're going to change this thing around. We're not going to change it from the top down. That's right. But it's it's going to be from your own backyard, from your own community, your own house. You have to get your talk to your neighbors, get your neighbors involved. We start this whole process over. It's almost like a re-education thing. We have it is. a generation, two generations now. I would say since World War II, we have been completely complicit. I mean, it's just we just taken a back seat and allowed everything to come at us and here we are now and i think god's judgment is just i think we are rightly getting what we deserve sadly i don't like saying that no nope, i think it's true right. yeah amen we are rightly getting what we deserve god's judgment is just you if you go down this slippery slope of accepting my wife has a had, a, had an awesome saying I, I hope i get it right but it was um what you tolerate today you will support tomorrow what you support tomorrow you will promote what you support today you will promote tomorrow um, I think there's more to that. But the, the idea is if you start something, you allow something to creep in and it just, you don't deal with it in the beginning, you're going to deal with some horrible consequences in the end. Yeah. I think that's where we are. Um, and I'm willing to pay. I'm willing to put myself out there. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. But like I said, if I look at my little children, it's a huge motivator. Amen. Amen. Bill? I started out... Uh similarly there to Truman, you know, grew up learning, work hard and can achieve your goals. And, you know, I got into my adult life and just kind of went along with things. Uh, didn't really have an interest in politics or anything, just kind of living my life. And, uh, I basically, uh, got uh turned on to uh talk radio uh i wasn't very political at the time uh i'd listened to you know uh rachel maddow and rush limbaugh and, you know i was listening to both sides and just one day it just clicked that uh one side uh you know conservative was a lot more along my values and um I kept listening, you know, the expanded to you know, Glenn Beck's and Sean Hannity's and listening to all the stuff going on in our government and all the things that uh, our government is involved in and shouldn't, I felt shouldn't be uh, done. And this went on for many years. I never knew how to get involved until I was uh, on a lunch break one day and I was flipping through uh the uh, radio channels and i came across uh, a local uh radio host uh, trucker randy here uh, he's based in northern michigan and I started listening to him and he, he his show focused on our local state government and you know our local governments and he had a, a show about uh, precinct delegates uh, in michigan a precinct delegate is the uh, lowest elected office in the state and uh, they're responsible for uh, handling our uh, your political party business in the state and you know f- like I said for years I'd, I'd just been listening to all this stuff going on in the government and getting increasingly uh, outraged about what was going on 
And I finally learned about precinct delegate and that was the way in. That was uh, um, just after uh, 2015, I learned about that and got uh, signed up for that and won that the first time around and been uh, participating in local groups and doing uh, protests. Um, and that went on for a while. And I just, you get to a point where uh, you are, the protesting and marching doesn't do any good. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be able to petition our government for redress of grievances. Well, our government has gotten to the point where they don't even care about that. I agree. They don't, yep. they don't care about your opinion. And so it, it got to the point where... Um, it, there's something that drives me crazy is people that complain, but don't stand up and do anything. And that's what most people do is they, they sit around, you know, they're listening to their radio, they're complaining about what's going on, but many of them don't take the next step to do something about it. And for me, it was kind of a, to steal kind of a quote, a, a long train of abuses, uh, all the stuff that's going on was going on federally. You know, we had our um, Second Amendment sanctuary counties. Uh, you know, a couple of our com old commissioners, uh, you know, vote against that. Uh, we had the COVID lockdowns and the the mask mandates, and it, it just it wasn't just one event for me. It was a series of things that just that was it. I mean, I had had to stop complaining on the sidelines and get involved. And yeah. So I did. I put myself out there and uh, worked hard and uh, won my election uh, for county commissioner. Amen. And, Amen. I, and I recommend people, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing putting your life out there, putting your name out there, but at what point do we stop complaining and start doing because nothing's going to change if we do nothing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Tom, can you hang on just a second? I, I, I want to. We've got a comment, the, and I want to address this, and I'm unable to do it in the chat. But uh, is it okay? We, we've got less than five minutes. I want to give each of you, last two guys, Tom and Kevin, a chance to speak to this too. Can you hang over just for a couple of minutes? I know you guys have work that you have to do too. Can you hang over a couple of minutes? Is that okay? Sure. Okay. All right. We, I'll try not to keep you too long. I say that and it ends up being 30 minutes or an hour uh, because I, I look, I gained great encouragement from what you guys are saying. Um, yeah, we might not completely agree politically or all this other stuff, but at least you're moving in that direction to try to do something to do something to stop what you see is an offensive uh, front from basically what is Marxism uh, to come into America. And we, we've had it here. It's been here for 170 years in case people haven't figured that out. It's been here. Um, so do your own due diligence in history and especially read about the time of Lincoln. You'll see where it come in. Eric says this, if we know that power corrupts absolute and absolute power corrupts absolutely, then what stops anyone in power from becoming the next tyrant? Nothing does. The people do. Nothing does it on their own. So here's the thing, and I'll say it in front of these men here. I appreciate what God is doing in their life, but should these men, any of these men become tyrants? It is your duty, people, to hold them accountable. I, I, I would hope, I'm going to put these guys on the screen here, I would hope you guys would agree with that, that, the, that your people that you represent are, are going to have to hold you accountable, and I would hope you'd be repentant, which would be a good thing, 
But I think you would agree they're to hold you accountable to the same standards you're holding to the people there, right? Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we do have a Second Amendment, by the way, uh, as we talked about yesterday. It is necessary. The militia is necessary. And I know Michigan's got a lot of militia guys. Some of them showed up at the Capitol. Uh, I think some of them got railroaded over the whole Gretchen Witchmer uh, incident. But um, that's what they're there for, to enforce the law. It's right there in our Constitution. We don't need three-letter agencies to do it. We have men to do it. And us men haven't been taught for, I think you were saying, Bill, for two generations, or maybe that was Truman, you know, at least since World War II, two or three generations, we haven't been taught to do what, say, the guys at the Battle of Athens did over just a simple election in their, in their, in their city there, in their county. So with that said, now that I got this clear, if you want to catch the rest of this, we're going to be at two and a half minutes. I may have to interrupt just to close out the show, but I want to turn it over to you, Tom, and then we'll go to Kevin about what's drawn you all into this. Um, you know, what are the things, steps that do that, that uh, drew you to be a county councilman or to run for office and what you're doing now, even though it's new, you feel it's necessary that you do. And my, my prayer is, I'm going to say this for all four of you guys is not to follow the party spirit. I don't care what the Republicans or the Democrats say. In fact, I'm talking a little bit. Let me just bring this up because I think about how they use this against us. They talk about the right and the left, the right and left of what? Let's just get it out there in the open. The right and left of the law. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about following the law. They're talking about being to the right or left. And here's what God told Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Beginning in verse 5. There shall not be any man... Or there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Oh, isn't that a great promise to have from God? I will not fail thee. I'll not forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, Watch what he says. Turn not to turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but shalt thou but sh- thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou shalt that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whitherso thou goest. I mean, guys, what a great, what a great promise from the Lord, a great command to do as he said. And you know if you do as he says, he's right there with you. And you can go like David to Goliath. Who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine, that you're going to open your mouth to the armies of God? I'm going to come over there. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to slay you. I'm going to cut your head off, and I'm going to feed your body to the birds. Guys, if you want to catch the rest of this, we're going to let these the rest of these gentlemen speak. Um, SonsofLibertyMedia.com, BeforeSnews.com, and all the other outlets that we had. Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back in the morning, 8 a.m. Kate Shimrani will be with us. Talk to you then. See ya. 
Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Sorry, I got on a little rant there at the end, guys. Uh, I'm going to go back to you, Tom. Tell the people what got you into this, and then what we'll do is we'll let Kevin finish that out, and then I'll give you guys, say, 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 30 minutes. 30 seconds or a minute uh, for a final exhortation for the people. But, Tom, it's over to you. Yeah, I've I've always been interested in politics. Um, You know, I've been like, to back up, I've been studying communism for 12 years there. Curtis Bowers was a state representative from the state of, uh, from Utah, and he he did two two documentaries. One was uh, Agenda, Grinding Down of America, and then Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. And those, the first one came out in 2011 or 2010, and it was really eye-opening into the the communist plan and, and, you know, stemming from from Karl Marx and, and going forward on on how communism was basically unraveling the fabric in the United States. And so, you know, I could see the little things here and there. My, my mother-in-law um, uh, got me involved, you know, in, edu- kind of educated me on politics, you know, encouraged me to get involved. And, and so I was always kind of resistant to it at first. And then you, when she starts telling me these things and I'm realizing everything that she's saying is, is you know, is factual right in front of us. And um, I've always thought that the fix was was at the top. You know, we need to fix the we need to fix Congress. We need to fix um, our federal government. When in all actuality, th- this is this is a grassroots thing. This the reason we have a corrupt federal and state government is because we've neglected our, our local governments. And you know, going back to to the communism, you know, I've read these books and educated myself on it. And it's kind of like, okay, you know. I can see the, the United States. I can see our state. You know, ha, has these communist traits, but it wasn't till till 2020 when when COVID hit and they wanted to shut down our businesses, um, especially all the small businesses. It was like they targeted the small businesses, but let you know Walmart, Home Depot, all these other places stay open. Uh, larger restaurant chains had you know lesser restrictions than the smaller ones, and when you could go to the the store and you couldn't buy seeds. For your garden, but but you could you could buy lottery tickets and, and cigarettes and alcohol at the liquor store. It kind of became apparent that this wasn't about protecting people. This this was about controlling people. And it was right then and there that this communism that I've been learning about and and seeing kind of creeping in, it was at our front door. And if we didn't do anything now, if we didn't act, um, we would be like China. We would be like Russia. And all these other countries that have that have been overtaken by communism, and uh, you know that's where we're at. And again, going back to the to, to the meeting that we went to, I, I thought it was a, a an easy an easy home run for our county commissioner board to uh, to vote this resolution in, into action that they would protect us. And instead of making a statement that they were going to protect us, they made a statement that they didn't give uh, you know two sheets <laughs> that they would protect our, our children from, from uh, you know, an overreaching federal government. And one of the things that really was bizarre, if I going back and watching these meetings, is that the chairman of the board at that time, he said, do you honestly really think that the federal government's going to mandate a vaccine? And it, the place just erupted. I mean, I was just disgusted to my very core. In the following day, the federal government came out with the airline mask mandate and a vaccine mandate. And it was just like, we're living in the twilight zone. These people are completely ignorant to anything that's going on. And the one thing I would really want the listeners to, to get 
is that history repeats itself time and time again. And you really need to educate yourself. And I think another thing is you really have to believe that there is a devil. There is an evil force. We don't live in a utopia. The federal government, state government, and even local government can't solve the problems. And and the, the problems are is we've we've gotten away from God. We've gotten away from the Bible. I mean, I could go on and on for hours. The, the churches have abandoned their responsibility in in educating and educating their flock, and they've taken you know the Romans thirteen. We, we we've got to just obey the government for you know whatever they tell us to do. We've got to do. Every pastor in every church has a has a duty, a biblical duty, to protect their flock. And if he knows that the federal government and the state government have it out and they're coming after his flock, it's his duty and obligation to make sure that they're protected, i.e. educated, and you know, tell them how to vote. I mean, I could go on and on. The 501c3, there's a whole other you know, debate on that, on, on how these churches have fallen into, you know, we can't, we can't tell people what to do. And it's actually in the IRS tax code that if you're a 501c3, you can't endorse or uh, oppose political candidates, political right. legislation, and which is, is unconstitutional anyways. But education, realizing that communism is here. It's at the front door. Actually, the door is open, and it's time that we get up off the couch and go kick that door shut. So, Amen. Amen. Kevin? Yes, uh, thanks. Uh, they stole all your thunder, didn't they? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but not really. But uh, I agree with everything that everybody's saying. I do, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of things were mentioned. Uh, you know, the reset, uh, the three-letter agencies uh, that are all uh, you know uh, been weaponized by this uh, by this administration here and and government over the past uh, many years. You know, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, IRS, all all been weaponized and are being weaponized to fight us you know, and to attack our constitutional rights or rights to free speech or rights to keep and bear arms, all these, these great things. Uh, I don't know if anybody uh, uh, has watched or is familiar with uh, the World Economic Forum. Uh, it ended last week on the 20th, um, you know, over in Switzerland and Davos. Um, you know, the wealthiest and most, the elite wannabes of the world were there, all the favorites, you know, it's John Kerry, Al Gore, all these people banging their fists on the desk telling us how terrible we are and how they want to fundamentally transform the world, not just America. You know, we, we heard, uh, you know, the, uh, the new world order back uh, when uh, president Bush senior had uttered those words. And then you fast forward to 2008 and Barack Obama said, we're going to fundamentally transform America. And uh, many people have said, and I'll say it again, in order to fundamentally transform America, you need to destroy America. You know, this, uh, these, these elitists and the wealthiest uh, and most influential people in the world are behind all this, you know, and uh, they made no the bones about it when they were uh, making their little dissertations out at the, uh, at the World Economic Forum. Uh, Klaus Schwab is the founder and chairman. He's been around, created that, or was the founder of that organization some 50-some years ago. Uh, they're, they're, they're coming out, they're pushing a collective ideology. It's all the bad things, communism, liberalism, Marxism, authoritarianism, totalitarianism, all the bad isms. Um, you know, we, you know, collectivism, uh, you know, is, is, is the theme. And uh, they hate individualism, rugged individualism, the things that our country was founded on. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the World Economic Forum, they have a five-point plan 
to achieve their goals for worldwide dominance in a one world totalitarian dictatorship government. You know, they want to spin the misinformation threat. They want to you know, label misinformation. They don't like is misinformation, of course. Uh, pressure government to classify misinformation as hate speech. Uh, you, you know, as I say these things, you can see these every day when you turn the TV on and, and you see these people uh, speaking to the cameras and uh, talk about these things that are going on, uh, you know, from the mask mandates, vaccine mandates, uh, pressure large corporations to do the same thing and then use artificial intelligence. They were just saying, talking about this last night, artificial intelligence and so-called fact checkers to pre-censure content. You know, they want to control everything we do, everything we eat, what we eat, where we eat, how we eat, what we drive, where we go, how we get there, what we say, what we believe, how we address people. I mean, it's, you know, these are all things, you know, that, you know, really driven me to the point where I am today. And, uh, you know, it's like, I have to do something about this. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, mask mandates, uh, I remember, you know, I was a pilot, uh, you know, that's when all this came about, uh, right after COVID started, I flew my last trip from uh, Nagoya, Japan, in an Airbus 350 with an empty airplane, there was nobody on it. And that was the last time I flew until I, I retired uh, eight months later. Uh, I didn't fly at all. I just went up and had a proficiency check. You know, these are the things that that mass mandate went into effect and they've weaponized uh, the mass mandate. You know, masks don't work. There's no science to prove that they work or ever have worked or ever will. The same thing with the vaccines. We're seeing uh, a lot of evidence just over the past 12 months on, on the vaccines. Uh, you know, myocarditis, uh, you know, 50 million Americans are believed to have this uh, disease of the heart. And, uh, you know, with extended QR intervals that exceed parameters that were uh, standard. And anybody that exceeds these 225 millisecond parameters in, the, uh, in these intervals are, uh, are subject to uh, having to have a pacemate. Uh, for the pilot group, you know, they, they dropped uh, pressure on us to get these uh, mandates and uh, comply with the vaccine mandates because they don't want to lose pilots because they don't have any. Uh, they don't have today. Look what happened with Southwest Airlines just over the Christmas holidays. That's one small airline. You can imagine if this happened, they lost 30% of their pilots due to mitocarditis. Um, it, it would devastate the industry, you know. So, you know, the mass mandates were uh, were ruled, uh, um, I think it was a, the 11th Circuit Court uh, back in April, uh, ruled, overturned the CDC's uh, the transportation mass mandate. But just this last week here, Biden replaced his uh, chief of staff with this Jeff uh, Zietz guy. And now he's pressuring the Justice Department to go back and try to fight this mass mandate thing. Uh, why are they doing this? I mean, we know that there's, they don't do any good and they don't work. So That's right. uh, That's right. they just keep on hammering us and hammering us and hammering us. And how do we fight back? We're fighting back against powers of the world in, in a worldwide effort to turn us and transform us into a one world government. And uh, like, like all these gentlemen said, you know, we have to start the grassroots. This is what we can do in our community. It might not be much, but, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, incrementally, the, the far left and these authoritarians have uh, gotten us to this point. It's taken them decades. And it's not going to happen overnight, but we have to turn this, uh, this uh, ship around. And it has to start at the grassroots level. And whatever we can do at the grassroots level in our community, in the pier 660 square miles of, of the piece of earth that we have, some jurisdiction over, you know, we can we can maybe uh, set an example for our neighboring uh, counties, and uh, and that's how you grow this effort. Um, yeah, amen. And, uh, you know, that's that's you know, that's kind of where we're at today here, and it's very disturbing for me. That's what really the foundation. What's got me involved in this? 
you know, I look at my kids, my grandkids, I know everybody here has children. Truman's five kids. Uh, uh, you know, Tom has three. Bill has one. Mm -hmm. We're all concerned about our kids and our grandkids and going forward. And we, we, you know, we have to, we have to fight back and uh, we'll do whatever we have to, you know, to fend off the tyrants. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And our, you know, just so you guys know, uh, my wife and I have 10 kids and uh, we just had our first grandchild about uh, uh, four months ago. And so I understand that I understand the same things. I'm talking with my son. law I'm talking with my sons. We're bringing up these things. Hey, when are we going to start fighting? Uh, you know, I mean, you know how young men are. They, they have zeal and they have a little bit of knowledge, but there's got to be some organization with the men to stand as one against the tyrants. And just it, maybe this is a wake-up call. I'm going to give you guys the final word here for exhortation, but maybe this might be a wake-up call in case you're thinking, well, fascism's coming or communism's coming or whatever. We've been fascists for a long time in this country. Let me just show you. This is the U.S. House of Representatives. What do you see there on both sides of the, the, of the, of the flag? Right here. What is that? Yeah, that's the fa Roman fasces. That's fascism. And if, if you don't think that's something, here's the little laurel and the communist star right in the middle of it. This is on the furniture of the House of Representatives. If you don't think that is and you don't see where it came in, let me show you. The temple, and this is from uh, the National Park Service. This is the Lincoln Memorial. Here's what it says. In this temple, it's religious. I thought the federal government was allowed to establish a religion, but they have, and they're indoctrinating your kids. That's their churches, the public schools. Their teachers are the priests. Their textbooks are the Bible. They have set up one right up under our noses, and this guy that everybody promotes is this great president who is actually a really terrible tyrant, and he was a Marxist, and he had him in his cabinet, Lincoln, this is what it says, in this temple, as in the hearts of the people for whom he saved the Union. No, he didn't. He didn't free any slaves either. He made everybody a slave. The memory of Abraham Lincoln is enshrined forever. And look at what's on the posts here. And you don't get a full shot of it, but you guys can pull up the pictures. What's on this post there that his hands are resting on? Yeah, the Roman fasces. That's what's on there. And um, and that's been around since 1922. I think it was 1951 when they put it in the House of Representatives. So you need to understand that stuff was going on long before they made a memorial, long before they stuck it on the wall. Now, with that said, I'm going to turn it over to you guys, and let's just go backwards here. We'll start with Kevin. We'll do counterclockwise. And uh, I'm going to give you each about a minute. Okay? I don't, I don't want to have to ring a buzzer or something like that, but I'll give you about a minute. And uh, give a final <laughs> exhortation for people who are hearing and they're going okay, I hear what you guys are saying, but how am I supposed to do that? I don't know anything about politics. I don't know anything about running for office. I'd like to make a difference. I'd like to stand and defy the tyrants. I'd like to see our community do well. I'm not looking to be a tyrant. I just, I want to make sure that people aren't infringing on my liberty. And if they're not infringing on my liberty, they're not infringing on my neighbor's liberty. What would be a one-minute response you would give to those people? Kevin, I'm going to give that to you first. And if we'll just go counterclockwise, we'll pick each of you guys up. Sure. Um you know, uh, everybody I talk to, I don't think there's even even my liberal friends, and I do have a few of those, you know, that uh, that don't think that we have problems in, in, in our society today. And, uh, you know, especially when you talk about what's going on in our schools in these books, 
uh, just to just it was one small example here. You know, I I uh, I just believe that you know the apathy in our country and everybody has just gotten used to and settled down with and and just gotten so used to just saying, hey, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. Throw their arms in the air and hey, you win. You know, um, you know that's that's not me. And everybody I talk to, you know, I I try to encourage them to get involved. You know, come to these uh, county commission meetings. Go to your school board meetings. Start holding people accountable. That's been brought up several times here this morning, and I can't emphasize that enough. You have to hold people accountable, whether it's me, Tom, Truman, or Bill, or anybody on the school board locally, or sheriff, or uh, you know, our health director, and all this. We got to hold these people accountable, and we plan on doing that as commissioners. And our constituents need to hold us accountable, and all these folks is accountable as well. And uh, you know, get involved and, and 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 stay informed. You know, they want to shut down the information highway, just like I had mentioned here earlier. And we have to fight that. You know, our sources of accesses to to access to uh, you know credible information is becoming limited nowadays. You know, and and you know, if you just turn on the TV and watch the mainstream media networks, which most people do, they they take that to heart and say, "Well, what do you mean?" And they look at you like you have three heads when you try to tell them. Yep. that what you're being told is not true and you need to do a little more research and due diligence on your own to find out really what's going on and make a decision for yourself but you need to broaden your eyes and trying to trying to get people to do that is is difficult um you know but it's uh, something that uh, i try to do i try to engage everybody i come in contact with my friends my neighbors my constituents of course and uh um and um i'm not on facebook anymore because uh, i was always in facebook jail but uh i um you know, that's, that's what we can do. And that's what I mm. think that uh, is going to get us over the top. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think that's a good word. I would say for people turn off the mainstream media, I call it the mockingbird media, turn it, it off, down. turn it off. And you'll, you'll, you'll recognize a difference even in how you think in just a week, uh, as, as, as that goes on, Tom. Yeah. Well, Matt Truella pretty much answered this question. He did a video. If you go to his, uh, the high tyrants website, look under the, the videos, he has the video. It says, "Where are the, where are the men?" And he and he answers all these questions. Where are the men that you know to protect the children? Where are the men that are going to stand up and stand in the gap? And if you're asked, if you're a man and you're asking that question, and you see all these these issues, in in, in the, the end of the video, he said, "We are these men." And so, if you're answering that, asking that question, and you see the problem, you're the solution. You know. I, there's a debate on whether, you know, people are going to wake up, you know, if you're not awake by now, and if you don't see the writing on the wall, I, there's a 99% chance you're going to stay asleep. And in the, the American revolution was won only by 3% of the people. <laughs> we only need 3% of the people wake up and the, and the CIA proved in the, in the sixties in a Harvard study that uh, almost three quarters of people will go along with the authority whether it's it's right or wrong, and so for people out there that want to research that, look up the Harvard study. It's really fascinating. And this was before the heavy indoctrination in public schools, in, in all the mass media. Human beings are are easily manipulated, easily controlled, and you know, you're not going to have full school board meetings. Ninety percent of the people in your communities, they're not going to be on the same page with us. And I and I hate to say it, but it's fact. And again, the CIA proved it back or in, during this Harvard study that people are just going to go along to get along. And, and if you're asking those questions, you're the solution, get involved. 
Amen. That's a good word right there, Bill. I echo those sentiments. Uh, start going to your local, uh, you know, city meetings, your county meetings. Uh, get involved. Uh, you know, these public meetings are ran by Robert's Rules of Order. There's nice short books that'll give you the rundown on how that operates. So you know how these meetings are conducted. Um, you know how how to participate. Uh, you know we're, we're in the middle of a football game uh, where we got uh, two teams, the Patriots and the uh, Tyrants and people are sitting on the sidelines. And if you don't like what's going on, stop sitting around and complain about complaining about it, put on a Jersey and get out on the field and, and start getting involved. Cause it's the only way we're going to change this. It's, it has been frighteningly shocking how uh, people are just have just gone along to get along with all these these uh, COVID mandates. Um, you know, I always find it interesting though, that uh, you know there are people that you know on the abortion debate, my body, my choice. But at the same time, those same people complaining about wanting their choice were out there giving others. Uh, the lack of a choice with these vaccine mandates, mandating that people put something in their body that isn't good for them. You know, they're treating this as a one size fits all uh, situation. And these vaccines have, have caused injuries and deaths, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. So I just, the, the utter hypocrisy that has gone on through COVID, um, is is has just been shocking, but it, it's it, the time to sit around and 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 just complain is is long over. Amen. Uh, we are slipping into socialism and communism, and you know we're the only thing that can stop it. Stop it. We the people have to have to stop it because it's not going to stop itself. There are tyrants that are pushing a little bit, little bit every every day, and it's been going on for decades. And it's time to, to it's time to fight back. Amen, Truman. Yeah, um, I would just like for all your listeners out there to to just to think think about the situation that the that we live in, and then just ask yourself: Can I do something? Am I willing to? Am I willing, first of all, to do something? And can I do something? The answer is yes. If you're willing, you can. Um. Get engaged. I don't know where to get started either. I told the Lord, I can't sit still any longer. I, I'm responsible for my children. I'm responsible for my country. And I can't sit, any, sit still any longer. I don't know where to start. But he showed me where to start. Um, and uh, get engaged. Benjamin Franklin had a quote. Decisions are made by those who show up. If you do not show up, you will not be able to help mm. make a decision. So please show up somewhere. There's public meetings everywhere. Go out there. They give you public time to speak. Read the Bible. In our county commissioner meetings, many people came there. All they do is they open up the Word, and they read from the public pulpit the Word of God in 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 a public arena. Please just do that. Just pick a scripture. Go Go to a meeting. You have public time to say freely whatever you want. Read God's Word. Start there. Um, you can do that. Um. Christ's disciples turned the world upside down. 
They changed the, the entire world, and they were unlearned men. They were accused of being unlearned men. So you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be, you don't have to understand everything. I'm not a smart man. I know you don't have to be smart to know what right and wrong is. We, we're born with that. That's we, right. We've eaten, from the fruit, we've eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We are born with the knowledge of good and evil. So go somewhere. Just start tomorrow. If there's a public meeting somewhere, please go to it. If you do nothing but sit there and you're, you're present, you're saying something. Um, so just think about that. Please do that. And also, this, this battle that we're in, in Revelation, it talks about the beast making war with the saints. And it says the beast will overcome the saints. But there's a war happening. It's not about, in my mind, it's, it, I want to win the war. Uh, absolutely. But the idea is be in the war. Be in the war. That's right. There's a war happening. Yeah. The, beast isn't just, the beast isn't just walking over the saints without a war. The, the saints are actually fighting back. And I think we have through our churches and our pulpits, we've been taught, don't resist, don't don't fight back, don't do, don't. But saints in the Bible fight back. I mean, it's, it's, there's a war happening. Amen. Whether you're part of it or not, please be a part of it. Be a warrior. Put on your full armor of God and be engaged. Go out there. Do something. Like I said, read the read the word. If nothing else, read the Bible in the public arena. It's it's an amazing opportunity. God, the, the what we have in America is is very unique in the history of the world. Please don't waste it. Please please don't waste it. We have God has been merciful to us, and uh, maybe He'll continue to be merciful if we get up and go out and get engaged. So, Amen. Amen. That's a good word. And I was just thinking, if you guys will hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. I'll just close out the show with this. I think about what these guys are doing, and I've, I've told you guys what I do with Tactical Civics and bringing our grand jury back into county and building up county militia, which you can do. You can learn to do that, tacticalcivics.com. I suggest you support it in every county you can support it in. If you have to lead it, you may not know what you're doing. Hey, I didn't know what I was doing. Still don't know what I'm doing. But the fact is, like these guys, I acknowledge I don't know what I'm doing, but I know the one who leads us, right? And his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And if he's put it in our hearts, he's going to give us the means to accomplish it. Listen to what Jesus said. And Jesus spake unto them, his final words here before he does his ascension, uh, he spoke unto them, his disciples, all power is given unto me or the devil. Uh, now, which one do you believe there? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The devil ain't in charge. Now, he might be running loose, but he's not in charge. He's God's devil. Just remember that. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. It's not just you're going to be saved from your sin. It's to put you on a path to repent and to glorify God wherever that is. If that's in government, then you glorify him in government. If that's you know, out running the tractor, then glorify him running that tractor. If it's out in the business world, then you glorify him in that. But you teach others all things to observe them, all things that he commanded. And he says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world or to the end of the age. Amen. And that's exactly right. And uh, I'm glad to hear that you guys, you know, you're you're at least following that direction. And uh, the people there at Lapeer, La um, hold them accountable. Just like you, just like you're supposed to do the other guys. Hold them accountable. 
if they tell you, hey, we're Christian men, we're going to follow what the law says, we're going to follow what God's law says, and we're going to try to whittle these things down that are infringing on our rights, that are stealing money from us, that are promoting things that are unlawful, that brings God's judgment on us, because our greatest enemy ain't communism. Our greatest enemy is God. If we tick him off, then his wrath is going to be poured out on us. We, we talk about that all the time out of Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26. And you can see the examples of that in the book of Revelation. His, his, so we must appease him. As Psalm 2 says, kiss the son lest he be angry. With that said, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then we'll see you in the morning, bright and early, Lord willing, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani. Talk to you then. See you.